Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. Uh, proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. We're going to have a really good episode today because we're going to be talking a lot about purpose. And I'm a big believer that when you have a purpose or a vision, people act differently. People are more passionate. They make a huge difference. We have a great guest. Her name is Elizabeth Latardo, and she is with McLeod and Company. She has written two books. The first one is Selling with a Noble Purpose. And the second one, Elizabeth, what's the name of your second book? So I was a collaborator on a second book called Leading with Noble Purpose, but Selling with Noble Purpose, that first one just released in its second edition. So that's what's getting all the hype these days. That's getting all the hype these days. Excellent. So I'm going to start with a really basic question. What is a noble purpose? A noble purpose is a declarative statement about the impact you make on someone else. You'll hear a lot in business, we talk about the why, the higher calling. Some people call it a mission or vision. We call it noble purpose. It is the essence of why you exist as a business or why you exist as a person. I love it. I have a noble purpose as a person myself, which is to deeply connect with every person that I come in contact with. Um, so I always call it a personal vision, but I can see it being a noble purpose. But could you share an example for a business of a noble purpose, maybe some businesses that we could kind of relate to? Sure. So in the purpose conversation, we hear a lot about the sexy brands, right? Patagonia and the container store and Whole Foods. And those businesses are great. They are truly purpose-driven businesses. But there's a lot of other less sexy businesses that deserve a lot of credit who are leading their organizations with purpose, who are training with purpose, who are using their sales team to communicate that purpose. Some of my favorites are a, a client of ours, Atlantic Capital Bank. They're a commercial bank and their noble purpose is we fuel prosperity. We work with another company who is an IT services firm. Their noble purpose is we make small businesses more successful. We worked with the Dave and Buster sales team. They sell corporate events. Their noble purpose is we champion laugh out loud fun. So when you start digging in deeper, you can see how these businesses who make up the fabric of our lives are truly noble in their intent. I love it. I love it. It's very, very energizing. So I'm going to ask the obvious question. What is your company's noble purpose? Our company's noble purpose is we help leaders drive revenue and do work that makes them proud. And the and in there is where it really comes to life. A lot of the purpose conversation focuses on CSR, social responsibility, things like that. And the sales side focuses on numbers. And that's about it. Today's pipeline report and the quarterly objective. We specialize at bringing those two things together, marrying the money and the meaning. So that marrying was where our purpose was born. That's very cool. I like the word proud. Uh, I must think everybody should do something they can go back and feel proud about. I just think it's, it's just a common part of life is people want to feel good. So where did you create the idea? What was the genesis? 
So the genesis of the idea was exactly what you just said. People want to feel good beyond food and shelter. We have core needs as human beings for belonging and significance. We want to be part of something greater than ourselves and we want our work to matter. The crux of Noble Purpose, Selling with Noble Purpose, the first edition, which obviously came first, was born out of a research study that identified how that feeling of pride, how that impact lens played out in a sales capacity. What we know is that sales is really measurable. And you can see now from the research, a clear difference in sales and in other professions of the people who do keep that purpose at the fore of their heart, who show up every day to make an impact on their colleagues and customers, and the people who are only focused on their own individual metrics. The difference in performance is really clear on an individual level. And of course, an organizational level, we're seeing all kinds of data that the organizations who who operate as purpose-driven businesses, hit it out of the park on metrics like customer retention, innovation metrics, employee engagement, all those quantitative things we work so hard to adjust. It's very cool. That's very, very cool. How long have you been involved in the concept of purpose-driven businesses? Well, I think all of us have been involved in the concept of purpose-driven businesses throughout our career, right? I'm sure you've seen companies who capture your attention differently than companies who annoy you. And when it boils down to purpose, it's really obvious from a consumer perspective where companies stand, obvious too from an employee perspective. But I think... Um, my personal journey with this really started and my joining McLeod and more and working on the noble purpose work really started out of my own experience as someone who wanted purpose-driven work, as someone who was really interested in communication. I started out my career in the advertising industry. I wanted to see how this played out in an internal communication perspective. How can we use words and beliefs and visuals to foster this feeling of purpose in people, which is exactly what advertising is. It's exactly what internal communication is. And in a lot of senses, it's what leadership is. So I think the foundation of my core being has played out in a couple of different ways. The noble purpose version, definitely the most noteworthy to date, but all of us have had those experiences that let us see how powerful purpose can be in a business setting. Cool. So as you know, we're all about training here. We are. Our, our premise is that most companies don't invest in training. Mm -hmm. They either don't invest anything, which I've seen, or they don't invest enough and they don't do it right. But if you do it right, you unleash the power of growth and profitability. So my listeners are probably wondering, okay, I get this. I like this. Mm -hmm. How do I take this into the training world? What would you say to them? What I love about your, your opener there is that organizations who do invest in training see a huge return. I'm sure if, if you're a fellow training nerd, you've heard the expression, what if we train all of our people and they leave? Well, what if we don't train them and they stay? That's where the case room training really is laid. But from a, a concept like purpose, it's really easy for that to be esoteric. But what we know is that it's a skill you can teach. Being a purpose-driven leader or purpose-driven employee is a learnable practice. And the way you learn it is through closely connecting with the impact you have on others. So if you're listening to this program and you're looking for an exercise that you can use to help people find their purpose, to help people maybe connect to the purpose of your organization, try creating what we call an impact map which is putting your core job at the center of a piece of paper and writing lots of little spokes 
about how that job impacts your company, how it impacts your colleagues, how it impacts your customers, how it impacts you. And once you have that initial circle of all of those folks, do it again. How do those folks impact everything else? So you start to get this spider web effect. And on the periphery of that map, the outermost layer, it's easy to see how this core job that you do, the boxes you check every day and sometimes lose the emotional attachment to, how that animates so many things around you, your colleagues, your customers, your company, yourself, everything. We just lose sight of that on a daily basis sometimes. I've seen what you described done with mm -hmm. values. Yeah, really similar. Yeah, very similar. But I have to say, I really like the idea of the impact and seeing the impact. Would you recommend companies actually do this by role? So if I work for a company and you know I'm, you know, I'm working in the warehouse or I'm working in sales or I'm working in development, that maybe it's a little different and Absolutely. I can see. I certainly think there's a case to be made for doing this exercise by role, a really powerful case to be made. You know, EY released some research last year with the umbrella title of, is your purpose lectured or lived? And the overwhelming response from most employees was lectured. Our purpose is a slogan that we get from the top. It is how the CEO opens our town hall and nothing more. And what impact mapping does is it connects the individual to a higher purpose. It makes the context of the job itself more meaningful, not from a corporate jargony slogan perspective, but from a heartfelt perspective. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because I would actually say there's another level on values, mm -hmm. which is they're never mentioned. Yeah, you know, I think it's a lot. If the CEO mentions them, you know, at a meeting, right? You know, compared to what people should be doing, absolutely. Uh, so and how do how do purpose and values work together? Because most companies do have values, and I would assume values drive the determination of purpose to some degree. Or are you looking to completely remove values and revert it to just purpose? because you don't need both values and purpose. I'm trying to give you a very open space here um, to, to answer the question because I, I don't know your answer. I am definitely team values. And I think it's hilarious what you said that values so often go unmentioned at all. No one ever brings them up. We often use uh, the phrase etched in stone in the marble lobby and nowhere else in reference to Enron, who had their value of integrity truly etched in stone in their marble <laughs> lobby. We all know how that played out, right? But I think where purpose and values come together is to create a really powerful story. Your purpose, from my perspective, is the impact you are having on the world. Your values is how you behave when you're doing that. So, for example... I have a purpose to help leaders drive revenue and do work that makes them proud. I have a value of integrity. That means I'm not going to fulfill my purpose through some inauthentic or, or sketchy way that's out of alignment with my values. So I definitely think values have a real role in the workplace and putting guardrails on daily behavior. But what we see is that together, they don't create the clarity of purpose that we need to move forward. Hmm. I like it. All right, we'll take it. No, 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 no. I just, because you're building upon, right. right? You're creating another dimension, another level of depth that can make those values more core to the company. 
And we've seen this play out in the evolution of business before when strategic planning first became a thing and having a five-year horizon, no one, you know, said, well, what is this? How does this fit with everything else? I'm, I don't clearly get it. At least they didn't in the long term, because when we play these things out, we can see how each component values purpose, a strategic plan, a sales narrative all come together to create a really powerful story. Okay. So I'm now going to ask you the toughest question. All right. I'll break got, if, you, if you listen to my thing, you always know someone gets a tough question. Yep. I'm ready. Hopefully. I work in a company and I do not see our purpose. I see us as focused on the dollar, making the sale, whatever it takes. Yeah, we've got integrity or trust in our value statement, but I do not see us being in integrity and I do not see us having a noble purpose. And I can't control that. And I ask this question always because the training department rarely runs the company. Um, I like to think they should, but- It'd look a lot different if they did, for oh sure. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. And, and I, I will tell you, in the company, I was with a company and we grew from basically nothing to 10 billion in 20 years, which is remarkable in large part because the company so believed in training. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I know what the power of training is, but the question I'm asking you again is, I don't run the company. I don't see the noble purpose. I don't even see us great on values. What advice do you give that person? There's a lot in that question. And I, I think the answer is, of course, it depends, but it depends on one thing. A lot of people say they don't see their noble purpose at their company and that their leaders aren't necessarily purpose-driven but we don't know what's in people's heart unless they tell us. And what we found through our research and through the research of others is that people do often carry a sense of higher purpose in their heart. They just don't talk about it. So I would put a little asterisk on this hypothetical situation and say, start asking leaders about how they make a difference. Start asking about what drives them personally. Start asking employees about why they chose to work at the organization, why they've continued to stay. And you will find in most cases that some embers of purpose start popping up in different people. They're just lost under the day-to-day -day conversations about metrics. So the more you can ask those questions and bring that level of purpose to the fore, the better likelihood you're going to have at creating a purpose-driven culture collectively and fostering those purpose-driven leaders individually. So my first step would be start talking about what you want to hear about. I love your answer. I think it's a very powerful answer because awareness is the first beginning of change is for people to see the disconnect. And, and and not necessarily a disconnect. A lot of us just forget. I mean, it's like how I want to be a great wife every day, but when I have a zillion emails and there's no grocery shopping done, I forget that. And we can all benefit of people who remind us who we want to be on our best day, who help us see the bigger picture and who bring us back to that head and heart space of purpose. A lot of times that can be a training department because they are not clouded with the metrics and the deliverables that the people they are training are often so clouded with. Tornal Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, 
visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. So in our pre-show conversation, we started, but I held you back. Yep. And you said you're a training nerd. I am a self-proclaimed training nerd. Okay. What does that mean? So we've spent a lot of time studying my, myself in particular. I have a background in organizational psychology and did my master's on coaching spent a lot of time studying what makes training stick. And I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has had the very painful experience, I've certainly had it, of delivering a training program that was well-received and then nothing really changed. And it's so frustrating because you think if people like this stuff, if they're engaging with it, if it was highly rated, well, certainly they'll have behavior change. But a lot of the time they don't. And that was a fascinating problem to me and what really dove me into the training space. We do a lot of consulting work with major organizations, but training was a piece that was often left out of the puzzle. And and what we found is when we do capitalize on that piece and make training the crucial element of a sales transformation, of a purpose-driven business transformation, everything becomes a lot stickier because training is working in the context of everything else. And and I think that's a really interesting opportunity for organizations, one that a lot of organizations, quite frankly, don't capitalize on. I'm sure you've seen that. Yes, I I have. I have definitely. And um, I, like you, have been into training. I'm older than you, but since I was like 10 years old. And it's, uh, I see what it does. I see how it changes everything. and the uh, passion around training is so important and creating that passion around training and you know, taking what you're saying here, maybe help people understand how they can create the noble purpose of the training department. That is an interesting question. So we do see a lot of times in organizations what we call nested purposes, which is exactly what you're talking about, a team or a department that has their own sort of rallying cry. So I would say back to our our little conversation about impact mapping, do it for your department. Think about how these training programs, the planning for them, the execution of them, the reinforcement of them, how do those programs impact people? How do they impact people in their jobs? How do they impact people's relationships with their coworkers? How do they impact the way people feel when they go home at night? And in that, you will see the noble purpose of training. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. And I always believe that like a company, a training department should have their own strategic plan, Mm -hmm. their own tactical plan. It should be in concert. It should be in support of the companies. It's not like you're creating your own contra plan, Uh, but it's, it's it's really important. And it's important to have pride. And I think a noble purpose is an excellent example of a way to have pride because when the training department has pride and they know what their purpose is, it's gonna emanate throughout the entire company and everyone's going to get behind that and going to, and, and going to get to support that. Um, so you have two books and uh, they I honestly have not read, but I, I'm putting them on my reading list. That's all right. Are they an audible? 
They are an audible. And I'll tell you something about the second edition of selling with noble purpose. The second edition, which you can see right over my shoulder here has chapter summaries. And there is a chapter specifically on training to this purpose driven mindset. So I'd say no pressure to read all of the books. You skin the summaries, you'll get the point. You know, it's interesting because in my book, I start off with everyone read the book twice. (laughs) (laughs) and I what I say to people is read the book and get the context and then go back because in my book I have exercises I have 21 Mm -hmm. different exercises so I I want people to do the exercises but I don't want them to stop and do the exercises until they see the full context but I like a lot of sense yeah I like I like I like your point your point of view too I have an audience that's largely salespeople. They don't oftentimes have the, the attention span to read a whole book nonetheless twice. So I try to make well, it. I, I, I'll tell you something. The one question I ask in interviewing people in sales is, what's the latest book you read on sales? And I cannot tell you how many times I go, uh, I'm thinking, you're a professional. You live on making sales, yet you don't read sales books. And, you know, I'm a business person. I read sales books. I read business books. I probably consume three to four a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. Um, you know, we're really getting totally off topic here. I just watched the uh, Netflix, The Queen's Gamut. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it that. Is, it is phenomenal. And it's, it's not just phenomenal because it's interesting and, and fun to watch, but it's phenomenal to understand the mind of a person that is totally and completely dedicated. And just to see that and to see that passion that that person has for what they do. And um, I, I like to think I have that kind of passion, maybe not to the extent of this character, but you know, and I can tell you, you have passion about what you do which, you know, to me is all back to purpose, right? Absolutely. Because I don't know anybody that has passion without purpose. Be interesting to find out. Do you have passion, but no purpose? I will nerd out on that exact topic with you. First, I'll say a lot of salespeople are really committed. They're just not readers. So if you're not a reader, I feel you. And and that's why we have the chapter summaries. We have online courses and Audible, you mentioned. So I think as training professionals, we always have to stay mindful that people consume content a variety of ways. But on the purpose and passion note, there is some new research that just came out about the difference between purpose and passion. And I think this is really interesting from a training perspective. There was a researcher whose name is escaping me who wanted to understand exactly what you asked, the difference between do you have purpose and no passion? And they found that there is a distinct difference. Passion is being really excited about what you're doing and purpose is believing that your work will make an impact on someone else. And they found that people who had both who were excited and purposeful were obviously the top performers and people who had neither struggled to do things. But the people in the middle, the people who had purpose but no passion outperformed the people who had passion but no purpose. And what the researcher concluded was that purpose is steadfast. It doesn't wax and wane like passion does. You would run a multifaceted businesses or business as I do. And I'm sure there are tasks of that business that are less than thrilling to you, right? For me, it's going through the financials and and doing the web data stuff. 
for, for you, it may be different, but what we have is purpose. And that purpose pulls you through the, the tasks that don't necessarily make you feel passionate. So from a training perspective, I think as we all walk through training journeys and, and have to teach people skills that a lot of times aren't that exciting and we can't get people that passionate about, knowing that infusing a level of purpose and a level of here's the impact this is going to have, that infusion will carry you so much more than trying to get someone excited about it. Very cool. Fun fact for you there. Very, very Told you I was a nerd. You are a nerd. You're, I love your passion <laughs> and my purpose. Yes, this is a this is a been a great interview. Um, we're coming to the end. I know you have an offer. I know our listeners would love to hear your offer. So, what is your offer? Sure. So I would encourage everyone to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always up for a conversation about purpose-driven training, but on a very practical note, if you're interested in purpose-driven sales training, we have with the release of the second edition of Selling with Noble Purpose, a purpose-driven assessment at sellingwithnoblepurpose.com that you can get, take it out. You can see where your organization may need a little bit more of a purpose infusion and some suggestions for how you can bring that to a sales team specifically. Okay. So Elizabeth, a lot of people that listen to this get the description. If they're on our podcast channel, our website, trainingunleashed.net for sure. Um, but some of the places that we play, we are because we're everywhere. Um, they don't get the description. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment and spelling your last name. Yep. So I'm, my I'm, last name is Lotardo, L-O-T-A-R-D-O. And you can find out more about me. If you Google noble purpose, you will find me in my firm. We have some great SEO teams on our hands. And uh, I'd be really eager to have a conversation with anyone who found this conversation relevant to the challenges they're experiencing at their organization. Excellent. Your website one more time. So you can go to sellingwithnoblepurpose.com for the free assessment. You can also visit my firm's website at mcleodandmore.com. McLeod spelled M-C-L-E-O-D. But again, if you Google Noble Purpose, you'll find me. Excellent. Excellent. And we always end with one tip. If you had one tip to share, what would that be? I would say don't be afraid to address the soft stuff in training. We have moved, I think, as an industry from addressing really practical skills, like how to open a conversation, how to log on to the employee internet, to addressing a little bit softer skills, like how to lead people, how to be a great listener, how to have engaging conversations. And I think now we're seeing a third evolution of how to be a mindful, purpose-driven employee, how to bring that experience out in the conversations with your colleagues. And it might sound fluffy and scary, but know that it doesn't have to be. And that the faster you capitalize on this wave, the more likely you're going to see that change that you want to see in your organization. Excellent. I like that tip. Um, I want to thank you, Elizabeth, for being our guest. I want to, of course, thank our listeners who this show would not be. I want to thank the C-Suite, uh, C-Suite Radio and TV for being a tremendous supporter of the show. And uh, everyone have just a fantastic day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. 
Just go to tortle.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortle.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortle.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.